Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today we're talking about Jessica Jones, episode nine. We're inching closer to the finale and things are just up and down. And I feel like we're seeing the best side of the villain and the worst side of the hero. And it's weird because you feel bad, but also... I feel like you feel bad because we took a little break from the show to watch Secret Invasion, and I kind of forgot how terrible uh, Kilgrave is. And first half of this episode really makes you feel bad for him if you don't remember how bad he is. Uh, but yeah, so uh, first thing, first thoughts. Man, you said it. It was tense, especially the last moments. Um. Cause yeah, cause we've, you know, we, we took the pause cause we had some new stuff coming out. So now we're getting right back into it and man, you just forgot like, okay, well she captured him. So now what, what's her next plan? And then it's just like, oh man, it's just wild. It's just like that power game, right? You know, it's just, like you can truly see like how evil this guy is. Mm-hmm. Cause it kind of reminded me of some, I have to remember like, I feel like I watched something else recently that was very similar to this this episode in terms of like, you know, kind of like who's actually holding the power and how they, you know, other people perceive it, like tricking them and things like that. So overall, I mean, it was it's it's an exciting episode. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, it's like the climax is what it feels like it feels like it's putting us in a situation where we're really, I don't know, we're like almost at the the peak, like something's got to give at this point. So, What I put in my notes was, and now we return to our regularly scheduled depression. <laughs> uh, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I do like, the title of this episode, at least, it's fun to say, Sinbin. And it makes sense, because Kilgrave is literally in a box of sin. 
right and water <laughs> of sand water electricity blunt force mm-hmm. trauma regular trauma some of his little comments are kind of funny mm-hmm. just right. funny. i think that was i wonder how much of that was written versus uh the actor just kind of ad-libbing some things yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past a tenant to be throwing some of this stuff in just himself right um and I do think that it takes a certain level of talent to make us empathize with a villain that we have seen do truly horrendous and horrific things only up until this point. And so for us to suddenly feel sorry for him, it comes down to, first of all, David Tennant being able to sell that, but also mm-hmm. to us seeing Jessica be really, really monstrous to him. Like, I kind of think... It's not really better what she's doing to him versus what he's been doing to people. He has been at it for a very, very long time. He has ruined a lot of people's lives, but she is focusing so much fury on him and also taking away his free will because he's stuck in a box. She's gotten rid of all of his powers and and also is repeatedly exposing him to uh, these traumatic videos from whenever he was a little boy. Like, <laughs> that's not cool, Jessica. I wish I could think of a better way to do this, but it's not cool. Yeah, you know, those moments kind of almost had like a Stranger Things vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Once you get deep into that series and with with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's this is... Jessica is like, I think in this episode, she's just so lost in her motives. She's not thinking straight of like, you know, Kilgrave's smart enough to know exactly what Jessica's trying to do. And it's like instantly he's going to know how to to play this against her and make it look really bad to get him free. Because that's, you know, his objective now is how do I break out of here and get away as fast as I can? Well, on your note of kind of the kids and that whole situation. I don't remember there being much more of an explanation for that um, than we kind of already have, which is just like, yeah, they were doing experiments on kids. But I feel like we could almost make the connection now having seen uh, like New Mutants it has this sort of like, oh, are they finding mutants and doing tests on them to figure out their abilities? Or are they like taking children and trying to like force mutant abilities on them? Mm. And for me, it solidifies the mutant theory in this episode because we also get a sort of a reference, I guess, to Newt um, with the pills. And mm. For those of you who don't know, Nuke is like a crazy American soldier that takes red pills to get like in a rage and white pills to keep him balanced and blue pills to bring him out of rage. And that's kind of his like whole shtick. But he's too big. He's the villain for two big characters, the Punisher being one, which we, you know, we know that this series eventually leads to the Punisher. Um, or I guess not this series, but the Netflix Marvel shows eventually lead to the Punisher. And then his other big one is Wolverine. And 
the Weapon X program is like sort of a side version of where these pills come from. So we're getting a lot of these uh, like shadow organizations, I guess, being referenced and sort of introduced. And you can kind of see where Netflix was maybe trying to do what Marvel finally started to do, which is like build this greater world along with all the content. Whereas before, I feel like Marvel was doing that, but at kind of like a slow pace. And it felt like the show was really like, well, we have 15 episodes. So like, let's really dive into the world of the Marvel Universe. And like, what can we grab and bring in here and establish for future stuff? And it does kind of think, thinking about it now, like we won't ever really get probably that much time and effort put into it you know i i think now they're you can kind of see where they like ramped up and then everyone was like hey all of this isn't great and so now they're slowing down again a little bit but it still kind of seems all over the place in the like greater marvel universe whereas like watching jessica jones just reminded me how like oh like everything ties together like Stuff that happens in Jessica Jones, you know, ties into Daredevil. It ties into Luke Cage. I don't know that any of them really tie in Iron Fist. That's sort of like the outlander uh, or outlier. But all of them kind of are related to each other. And you can tell they're in the same world. And they, they really did a good job of, like, building the universe that all of this exists in. Mm-hmm. And... I think that like that's this episode is like a good point for that, which is like he here's this organization that took kids and performed experiments on them and Kilgrave is the result of those. So who else is out there? Like what yeah. other abilities could these kids have? Yeah, I see someone uh read someone, you know, this could have linked to like Luke Cage. Um someone hinted at like could uh, could they have brought in like a Jessica Drew mm-hmm. or someone like that. Like they could have like this could have let this could have opened up the door to tons of series. Yeah, yeah. All linked and, to one, which is crazy. It's, yeah. Um, so and cool I think that that's what they were like trying so hard to do and it you know, mm-hmm. I, I know that when the shows were out, I feel like they got a lot of flack from people, but mm-hmm. I liked them. I thought they were great. I still think they're good. Re- rewatching it, you're like, wow, this is such like a different tone, obviously, than yeah. Oh, yeah. the Marvel stuff we get now. But. <laughs> I mean, for se- this is a tinted episode, like we've said, but there's also like one moment, and we're kind of jumping around here, but there's a moment near the end with Hogarth that's like, oh, I didn't realize they were going to put that in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, these 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 series are wild. Like, it's also interesting how many different stories are being told at once. Yeah, I feel right. like in the shows yeah. now, it's we follow pretty much like one or two people, and that's about it. Everyone else is just like a side character in that. This, I feel like we have like we have uh, the cop story like he basically has his own storyline now 
you know, he was just an intro character, whatever. Now he has like his own own thing going on. Uh, then we have Jessica. Then we have Hope. Then we have Hogarth. Then we have uh, Betsy. Betsy, what's her name? <laughs> Jessica's friend. Trish. Yeah, Trish. <laughs> Patsy. That's it. That's what I was trying to think. Um, but like all of them have their own things going on. And it's taking the time to like show us all of their own things. And while, yeah, everything is tied together, it's still like, oh, we're going to get, okay, now it's this person's story. Oh, now it's this person's story. And if I remember of all of these series, I feel like Jessica Jones and Deadpool were the two, or Deadpool, uh, Daredevil were the two that did that the most, where it was like, we're spending chunks of an episode on somebody else that's not Jessica Jones. So, you know, this episode was a little bit more Jessica Jones was there all the time, but it made sense because we watched all that stuff leading up to this. So we know who all the characters are. We know what they're going through. And then we kind of see the breaking point that Jessica reaches in this episode where it's like, you know, they're basically like, ah, she's not going to kill him. And then very quickly it becomes, oh, she might, she might actually kill him. Maybe we should cool things out for a minute. I still don't really understand the science behind this room and how it was built and how it was put in there and how this building seems to be pretty easy to get into because people just come and go. But also, it's not easy to get into because no one else is there. Yeah. It's like, why does this room exist outside of this one singular purpose? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is like they brought in Joe to build this. <laughs> yeah. Question of the day, if anyone gets that reference, what series is that for? <laughs> the fact that the room is uh, hermetically or hermetically sealed does indicate that uh, Kilgrave's thing is a pheromone uh Mm-hmm. based uh, control and Jessica points out that his powers don't work through a microphone so the fact that the room is like soundproof and she communicates with him over a mic um, that does kind of help clarify what some of the limits of his powers are but it's also still confusing to me mm-hmm. yeah that's a point you made Drew like I think when it just felt like we we kind of got the same story on characters, like especially with Hogarth. We already know what's going on, yet they have to explain it mm-hmm. yet again. And I get the whole point is probably because Kilgrave may not know what's going on with this character, so it's kind of has to be stated. So like, if he were to figure that out, he could he could do something to his favor. But it's I don't know. It's just we already know. Like we don't need to know again. There are a lot of like repeat stuff. Um, and again, like it's been a long time since I watched the whole series. So I don't really remember what happens, but I feel like they're leading us down that direction, right? Like they keep showing us this one particular part of this one person's story so that eventually we'll get a payoff. Like, you know, is that going to be resolved? Is that going to be used against her by Kilgrave? Um, I mean, I do want to, like, when they were explaining it, and Jessica mentioned that it was hermetically sealed. My first thought too was like, oh, okay, so they do explain that it's pheromone based. 
But then the fact that his stuff doesn't work through the microphone made me then think, so wait, is it just his voice based? Mm. Because if it was pheromone based, then of course it wouldn't work through a microphone because you would have to be around his pheromones for it to affect you. So it's like the show sets you up to think one thing and then immediately is like, well, but also, you know, maybe we'll leave it ambiguous enough to like, you just don't, we just don't know how his powers work. If it was pheromone based, like, couldn't they just put him in like a plastic suit and call it a day and then his pheromones can't get out and they can walk around him? I'm up in a trash bag and throw him out on the street. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he can't affect anybody or put him in like a spacesuit. I don't know. I, I feel like there's other ways to do it than put him in an entire flooded room with an electric floor. In a abandoned the electric, <laughs> The electric floor is especially... Um, not necessary to the just making it so he can't use his power. So it is purely there so that Jessica can shock him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. She says that it like stops him, but unless you're in there with him, there's nothing he can do. Right. And right. if you were in there with him, like we see in the episode, the electric floor is kind of a setback because it's going to shock you too. So why wouldn't they just put like a collar on him or something? I don't know. Yeah, and at one point, it does very much look like Jessica's about to kill him, but then I think it's Trish shocks them both. So they both uh, can't use their powers on each other. Um, so yeah, it definitely affects Jessica too, and she knows it will, because she says so going in. She's like, this will stop both of us, you know, in case things get a little hairy in there. She's like, I won't kill him, but maybe. <laughs> it's also interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just her whole tone. She's, you know, like... <laughs> gotta use everything in her power to like not kill this guy right and like i get that hope is her like i mean very on the nose right hope her being named hope it's like jessica's one hope for resolving this whole story is to get hope out of prison by exonerating her and putting Kilgrave in prison but at the same time it's like kind of seems like i mean trish it has a point, right? And she's like, what if we just locked him up and then just left yeah. and never came back? Like, uh, I mean, I can take that plea deal. You can just leave him in his little, in his little sin bin. Yeah. And then, and then they just don't ever have to worry about him again. <laughs> Although I guess everyone knows what his building is. So maybe they do. I don't know. But I don't know. It, it's, it's a weird moral line that they have to ride with, you know, how do they how do we deal with Kilgrave? Especially because again in this episode, it's like they keep throwing people at him and then he just ends up killing them. Or well, I guess having them kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do you keep doing this? Like just stop letting people go in there. Like, did they really think that his mom with the pair of scissors was gonna kill him? I mean, to be fair, (laughs) did they know the mama was bringing in the scissors? Maybe not, but if not, they should. I mean, could they don't like make a mock through a metal detector or something? It seems like a a, a, like X to uh, Magneto holding cell level 
structure that that they kind of just have loosey goosey rules on what goes in, what comes out. You know, how do you get in there? Is the glass bulletproof? I don't know. Trish shoots it three times and it breaks. I feel like that's not great protection if that's what it's supposed to be. No, I mean the. I know that we. It would be hard to watch a story where nobody ever makes bad decisions, but this one, everybody's making really bad decisions all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and over and over and over, and it seems like every time they make a bad decision, it's the same bad decision that they made last time. And you're like, oh, oh my gosh, especially like literally in those last moments, I'm just like, why are you doing this? No. <laughs> what is your thought process here? Like, you know, things bad things are about to happen. Yep. I, I just... Even putting him in a situation where he's in there with other people, I get that, like, her whole point was to catch him on camera, right? Like, mm-hmm. that was yeah. why. Yeah. Okay. So you put his parents in there. Objectively... His parents, not great people, right? Mm. I mean, you know, we yeah. basically watch the video over and over and over and hear the video over and over and over. Not great people, pretty bad. You lock them in there with him and he makes the mom stab herself and then tells the dad to pick up the scissors. I don't know, guys. If I'm Jessica, I think I just go, well, okay, we got it all in take. And then move forward with whatever they need to do to like get him thrown in jail. I don't know that I'm opening that door to get in there. It just bad, bad decision number one to put yourself in the way of him telling you. Because like, what's to stop if Jessica gets in there? What's her plan? Mm-hmm. Couldn't all he has to do is say, "Hey, Jessica, to help me escape." Which is weird that he doesn't do that, but I don't know. Well, isn't that what the shock button was for? Hit the shock button. Why are we just sort of letting it happen? And then they're all like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's terrible!" Jessica needs to get in there. It's like, what? Just that's what the button's for. Hit the button. The button broke. Oh, they were trying to hit it, and it wasn't. Yeah, uh, working. I forgot about that. Right, and like. With his parents, the most generous that we could say about them is maybe they were legitimately trying to help him like they said they were. That he had that brain thing and they were trying to fix it with a virus, which why and how. Mm. Yeah. Fine. But yeah, they still uh, still did a pretty bad thing. More bad decisions. Poor decisions. And what are they doing now? Nothing. Yeah. Well, you have one's dead. Mm-hmm. Or they're both dead, I guess, right? Yeah, uh, and I mean, yeah. they did plan to attempt a murder, so that's not true. Great. True. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're still problem. still not great people. So I'd just leave him in there and leave him in there with them and be like, well, you sort of did that to yourself. And then the fact that Jessica's going in there and Trish is like, I know what I'll do. I'll shoot him. What? Way to go, Trish. Like, come <laughs> on, man. You literally let him out. And she's lucky that, you know, math doesn't mean anything in this universe. And she only had three bullets in that gun. Yeah. So, or four bullets, I guess. Three to break the glass and one to shoot it. 
We also yep. have uh, <laughs> we've got Kilgrave in this episode, and he he at least says it once. But I feel like he says it more than once. Or he's like, "I never killed anybody." Like he's absolving himself because it wasn't him that did it. He just made uh-huh. other people do it. Yeah, yeah. He just suggested it, and they yeah. did it. That's not, not him. It's not his fault if he made them do it, and they right. did it. Yeah, it's. I wonder if he like legitimately feels that way in his brain that he's not doing anything wrong. These other people are doing things that are wrong, and if it just happens to be things that are good for him. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like that's how he sees it, because even in this episode, he, you know, he's explaining to everybody that he can that like, hey, I did a good thing on the show. What? Oh. My connection went out. Can you hear me? I can. Pardon us for this brief interruption. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. Um. I I definitely think that he feels that way because throughout the whole episode, he's constantly telling everyone that will listen that they helped turn him into a hero and that he was saving people. So he's like. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
100% delusional on what he can, has, and will still do with these powers. He's just like, yeah, I do, I do good things. And, you know, if somebody else does the bad thing that I suggest, like, that's not on me. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Which just makes him even more of like a just terrible person, but a very intriguing villain to watch through a series where it's like, what's he going to do next? Who knows? Right. It's almost like watching Secret Invasion, right? You don't know who who's under his control around him. And the things that he can just, you know, suggest, they can be so mundane. Even just like when he's running away, right? And he tells the detective, detective, follow me. And that was enough to get the detective to like almost pull his arm off to get out of the handcuffs. Boy, I bet you if they had the rights, like that scene would have been pretty gruesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that, you know, for as dark as this series is, they pick and choose when to be over the top, mm-hmm. like the head yeah. in the bag. That's okay. That was a a hair far for <laughs> what all these other series are doing. But I think that they they try their best to do it in a way that like it's going to be impactful and it's not just constant, so that you just kind of get you know numb to it or. It's not as not as impactful because it's like, you know, all right, he's going to rip this guy's arm off. It's like, no, we'll save that. Maybe that'll happen later. No. But I'm I'm excited to continue. I think we, we are finally at the, like, tipping point for everybody. This seems like we're teetering on the edge of, like, full-on superhero fight or... You know, something something's gotta give in the next couple episodes. Cause if I remember correctly for these series, it's usually like the last two episodes that kind of like results everyone's stories. Mm-hmm. But the the overall action plot of it kind of it's a couple episodes before that. So I feel like we're yeah. we're at that point. Four episodes left, so but I, you know, let's kind of dive into the final moments because that's what I was really fascinated with. It's like, it's like Jessica's finally realized. I guess I, I don't know. I need to rewatch these last moments again one more time because it's like she's picking up these little clues of like how she may have gotten out of his control, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if it's just like getting him to a certain level where he's I guess maybe he's so frustrated he's like he loses that sense of his ability to control someone or something Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I was reading it well yeah and I think it goes back to you know they still haven't really explained how his powers work so we don't know and like you know maybe that is what's happening maybe we're going to learn through Jessica how how to control his powers that he can't control or the fact that you know they do mention a couple times, right? Like his whole childhood was them trying to get him to be able to use his powers. And there's that moment between him and his dad where his dad yells at him. He's like, you've been controlling us all along. Like, don't act like you didn't know how to control us. You were always controlling us. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you a sense of like, oh, 
did he take sort of the easy way out and never really learn to fully control his powers? And so he just knows the basics of his, his own abilities. And that's what he's been skating on this whole time. And maybe Jessica's uncovering sort of like the extent of his powers or a workaround. Like you said, like if, if I get him flustered enough, then he loses the ability to control mm-hmm. or if, you know, if he tells 10 people what to do and an 11th person walks in, he's not able to control that 11th person. So it is interesting. And, and I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying attention the first time I watched it and I just miss when they explain things like this. But I, I'm genuinely excited to be like, oh, are they going to explain it? Because I don't remember them explaining it. But I'll be very excited if they do, because I think that's, for me, that's like the only weak point in this series is that people have powers. We kind of know what their powers do, but they never really explain how they work. But maybe they do. And well, to me, what it looked like was not that she had figured out that there is some time whenever Kilgrave loses control. It looks like to me she's discovered that she's had moments where she was able to resist him. And so I thought that the power was something in her, not anything that's lacking in Kilgrave. And it could just be that she has been under his control so many times that it's starting to lose its effect on her. And so that she might be able to resist him. Um, Or maybe it has something to do with the powers that she already has, that she is not as susceptible to them as other people. He can still control her, but there's a breaking point. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I go back, you know, gotta go back to the comics. And in the comics, there's a moment where to avoid being controlled by him, they literally stuff tissue paper in their nose so that they can't inhale his pheromones. So it makes me think like, oh, so is this maybe like whenever she's able to resist him, maybe she just has allergies and like it doesn't affect her as much. You know, could that be the it's as simple as that. All you got to do is plug your nose and then you're good. He can't control you. Um, This is post pandemic time. So they just put on a mask and be like, well, we're done. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Then then he can't do anything. Uh, (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know. Because even even thinking the like auditory side of it, like okay, let's say that pheromones can affect you, but you plug your ears. How does that work? Hmm. I got noise canceling headphones now. Yeah. <laughs> have you a uh, really quick? This sort of a tangent, but have you seen the noise canceling headphones that add noise back in? No. Yeah, mm-hmm. but people were getting hit by cars with the noise canceling headphones, so. They made a noise canceling headphone that will, it has a microphone and it will filter out. So it's, you're literally listening to outside one section. Yeah. Well, since we're, I don't know, I'm, I'm a, a nerd on this stuff, but like I love <laughs> Apple, Apple's AirPods and they do have a big upgrade coming out. If it's not out already, they showcase it at their conference and it ha- kind of handles like these kind of scenarios. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool what they did. But yeah, it's wild. I like the text though. But yeah. I just thought it was funny when I when I heard about it. I was like, wait, so a noise canceling headphone that records the sound around you and plays it back to you instead of just not having noise canceling headphones? Oh. 
anyway, back to Castellanos. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm hoping that we'll understand a little bit more about what Jessica has discovered as far as like how to resist, and is it something that she can pass on to other people? You know, can she teach other people how to resist? So then it renders him sort of useless or controlless. Uh, or is it is it something, like you said, Elisa, something that's tied to her power maybe, and so she just happens to be the one that can resist him? Which, in that case, then we're back to, okay, we'll put him in that hermetically sealed box and lock the doors and walk away. Hopefully we'll find it. <laughs> Um, well, do you guys have any final thoughts on this episode? It's just, I, I just got to know where it's going to go. I mean, four episodes left. And that, like you said, there's so many different stories going on. How the, Yeah, it's just how they can conclude all of this. Mm. And like, I think I'm more curious now, like where Hogarth is going to stand on things, right? Like for what was witnessed or not witnessed. Like, I don't know. There's, it's like, where does the cop going to come into play to? Is he even mm. going to come back? You know, is he, is he going to be with Kil- Kilgurry through the, these last four episodes or what's going to happen there? Mm-hmm. We need answers. That's basically, <laughs> I need answers. That's, that's my final thing is like, give me the answers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, you know, the upside is there are four more episodes. So they have yeah. time. And and yeah. they, they're, they're four, like 45 plus minute episodes. So right. They actually have the time to do it. Whereas, you know, not dealing with Disney Plus, where it's like we got one episode left and they haven't <laughs> yeah, answered yeah. any questions yet. Um, <laughs> we would have one more episode left and it's going to be like 22 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, they they do. It's it's almost like they're in, like just having the cop. You know, they introduce this shadow organization that brings him the pills, like this doctor that no one's ever heard of, and brings him these pills, and he takes these pills, and you're like, "Ooh, is this a what the next thing?" Mm-hmm. Even that, it's like you just introduced essentially a brand new character with four episodes left. Like, is he a part of this? Is he not? Is he a part of? somebody else's story um you know there is a season two of jessica jones i remember i think the like big key takeaway from that season i don't remember anything else about it so i don't know that if he comes back in that if he has a bigger part to play in this i guess we'll find out but i too am excited you know only four more episodes but also yay four more episodes Uh, well, before we go, uh, we'll do a question for next week, but first let's answer our question from last week. Last week was aliens, right? Yes. Just aliens question mark. Yeah. So I'm a, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Aliens. I don't know that they're, I don't know that they're hanging out on earth. You know, if I had interdimensional travel and I went to a planet where they were, you know, decades away from it, interdimensional travel. I don't know that I'd be like, this is interesting. 
I'd be like, nah, I want to find like a more advanced civilization. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. It's weird to think that people don't think they're aliens. The universe <laughs> is huge. Who knows what's out there? Yeah, I'm a yay too. Like I basically, I'm yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like it just, I don't know. There's, it's gotta, there's gotta be. Like, but yeah, I think that's the question mark is would they come to Earth? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not like I don't I'm not expecting them to be hanging around here. Yeah. But yeah. but if they want to come and scoop me up and put me on a <laughs> ravager ship and right <laughs> keep me around, that'd be great. I, yeah, <laughs> I, it either has to be that or like a close encounters like vibe, like anything else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, no it's Mars terrifying. attack or something. Yeah, yeah. but no Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. ET, I'll, I'll get them all for it. You know, yeah. I'll help you build your ship back up. You uh, <laughs> I know nothing about it. Uh, how about you, Lisa? Um, I'm also like yes because of just the staggering, huge, sprawling universe that we're in. <laughs> Like, why would we be the only things that ever developed intelligence? That doesn't really make sense. And also, there could be, you know, like plants, corals, bacteria, those kinds of things. Those are life on other planets. There might be that. I don't know if there are any aliens here, but I'm, I'm with y'all. Why would they come here? I mean, they might come whenever we have an eclipse, because apparently that's a pretty interesting anomaly that you don't see all over the solar system or all over the universe, rather. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I could see where we'd get some space tourists for that one, but most of the time, it's just, they might be like, y'all got giraffes and go look at those for a few minutes. But overall, it's kind of like <laughs> me wondering why we have so many hotel rooms where Luke and I live. I'm like, there's not really a heck of a lot to do here. Yeah. No. I yeah. mean, it's nice. We like living here. But I could see a zoo being like a, like if I, if I could travel to another planet and I got there and they couldn't travel to other planets like they were underdeveloped but they had a zoo i go to the zoo <laughs> i'd look at all the animals and be like oh that's cool and then i'd get back on my spaceship and fly off to find out what else is up it is they go to six flags once a year <laughs> disney you know or disney this, yeah. we might be the equivalent of like the walmart parking lot where the teenagers come when there's nothing else to do <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Maybe there's like a space Seven Eleven up there above us somewhere. <laughs> yes, and they go. Just like, and they oh, just... you want to pop into Earth real quick? <laughs> they get the slushy and they fill it up over the top, and then they're already putting in their uh, their alcohol before they leave the store. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Well, really quick on the Marvel topic of aliens, um, there are two big up and coming comics. That look very exciting. Uh, one that's coming out, I believe, in this month or next month, um, Wolverine versus the Predator. So if oh, you yeah. want a it. crazy crossover, <laughs> uh, definitely look that up. Uh, the second big alien news in the MCU, at least in my eyes, the big alien news still tied to Wolverine is Wolverine versus Carnage. Um, I think. Uh, it's going to be a new series coming out, I believe, next year. Um, but apparently there will be potential for a big villain or some sort of spin-off with a lot of 
uh, Wolverine-based symbiotes. So, kind of cool. We'll see. Whenever that pops out, I'll definitely grab it and read it and <laughs> let you all know <laughs> if it's worth it. Uh, but for a question for next week, I guess sticking with Jessica Jones, my question would be, you know, what do you do? If you have Kilgrave locked in this room, what do you do? Do you continue to try to get him to exonerate Hope? Or do you just leave him in there? Or do you let him out and be his friend and take him on superhero adventures with you? I don't know. What do you what do you do? That'll be our question for next week. It's mm, a good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but definitely join us next week. We'll continue our watch through of Jessica Jones and also keep an eye out because we have lots of other things that we want to watch and talk about in the uh past marvel universe i don't even know what to call it uh the marvel multiverse of <laughs> old dead content uh, but look forward to that as well yeah in the future. i'd also say uh if you have not if you're one of the few that have not watched guardians of the galaxy 3 it is now streaming on disney plus so yes. go watch that and then finally go listen to our episode and go watch the Loki season two trailer that we finally got. Oh, yes. Yes. Watch it over was... and over and over. Okay. I love what they do with that trailer. <laughs> that was, I feel like that was really smart, especially with. Um, uh, oh, my goodness. What is his name? Key. Key Huan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like having him like right at the beginning and, and like such yeah. a crucial part of the trailer. Like I'm I can't wait. With him in this role, I want to know if there will be any nod or crossover mention to any everything everywhere all at once. Because Already it seems don't. like a well, yeah. But it seems yeah. like well, yeah, and they owe him, right? Yeah. I went and saw Indy yeah. in the theaters and I was so excited for him to come back because I was like, there's no way they didn't get him. He was he just won all these awards for this movie that won all these awards. For sure they get him to come back. Never. I I even sat through all the credits thinking like maybe it'll be an end credit scene or something. No, nothing. <laughs> so yeah, give him a, I hope his role is big and it's not just like a just he's the yeah. data yeah. librarian or something. Yeah, that's all we see. I'll be I'll be mad, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. I can't wait for Man, Loki season two. Can't wait. I need to rewatch Loki <laughs> season one. <laughs> Oh, and that's a whole other topic we could dive into as well as like with Jonathan Majors because you see him in the trailer. So, you know, I yeah, what, what's going to happen there? Yeah, I'm interested too. I saw something the other day that mentions um, his return as Kang. So mm-hmm. it sounds like they're keeping him on as Kang. And I don't know if they'll change maybe how they had things laid out for the future or if they're just going to keep everything the same. So I guess we'll slowly find out. Maybe they're just hoping that everything will be okay. I saw that the the charge that was against him was dropped. So maybe they're like, okay, that's it, Rob. That's all. And even though it should not be all. Feels like there's more there that we need to poke around in, but... I thought he still had a court case coming up. 
Maybe. Uh, it's hard to keep track of all of the people being dirtbags in Hollywood today. Yeah. Well, on a happy note, go watch Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I guess it's not happy, but it's a good movie, so <laughs> go watch that. There's some funny stuff in it. And we'll see you all next week. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.